the Grambling. It was a blowout this year, and I, 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 I do know there, from what I understand, there's there's a bit of tension right now with the ULM basketball team, and um, they could they could use some positive momentum in the worst way. I just don't think it's going to happen tonight against Tech. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Tech's got a lot of weapons, and they're playing well right now. Uh, to uh, some of the points you made, a lot of people have to realize if they're uh, criticizing the non-conference schedule that it was kind of mandated by oh, travel yeah. schedules and stuff that they play just in-state schools in non-conference. They were allowed one trip out of state, and so to play the Northwesterns and and Southeastern and Lafayette and, and all of them, uh, that was kind of – uh, kind of mandated to them to have to do that with all the COVID issues and, and trying to cut down on travel. So uh, it is what it is. But as you said, they got to beat whoever's in front of them. And they've pretty much done that so far, except for the uh, late loss at Lafayette and LSU. The guys from Bleed Tech Blue, kudos to them for doing a show tonight. Yes, They'll get sir. you ready for the New Orleans Bowl tomorrow versus Georgia Southern. Eight different Runners, over five yards per carry for Georgia Southern. Those boys can run the football up in Statesboro. Tech's got the work cut out for them, but hopefully Skip and the bunch can make it seven in a row, and I'm sure they've got a quick preview of Tech and ULM on the hard court. Mark, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Appreciate everything. Thank you, buddy. Always appreciate it, and uh, I want to kind of mimic what you said earlier. We know that not everybody likes us individually on the air, and all of that, but they take the time to listen to us. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to get across is, regardless of whether you agree with my opinions or think I'm a grumpy old man or whatever, yes. is that we try <laughs> we try to have fun also in whatever we do and whichever show we're on. We hope that we can bring uh, at least a little fun sunshine to people as they're listening to us when we're talking about and to realize that we are humbled by this. And that there's no, uh, there's, you know, just because we have an opinion and a microphone, our opinion doesn't make it any better or worse than somebody else's opinion. It just happens to be ours. But we do try to have fun all the time. I'm sure tomorrow we'll have some Christmas topics. You guys know I'm a Christmas guy. Uh, Nick Brown will be in conveniently. I want to get his pulse on his new head coach at Auburn. Plus, we'll dig in more at the LSU coaching changes. Not just a new defensive coordinator and LSU getting a new offensive coordinator. You know, Steve Ensminger, um, I got a lot of respect for what that man did last year under really difficult circumstances. Very, yeah, very much so. Uh, that was incredible. And uh, he has been a part of that LSU program as a coach and a player for quite some time. And uh, I wish him the best in his retirement again. Uh, the way he did what he did at the end of the year after losing his daughter-in-law uh, says a lot about that man. So uh, we'll talk more about what LSU could do to fill those roles tomorrow. We've got a loaded show, early show, eleven to one thirty. It's brunch with the company, eleven to one thirty. Taves, hope to see you there. Bleed Tech Blue up next. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977.
never forget that moment. As long as I live. It was a moment. It was a moment that changed my life. We looked down from the chopper and saw the whole area was flooded. At that moment, it really hit me. This is why I joined the guard. People had gone up to the rooftops to escape the rising waters. Talk about intense moments. We had to lower the guys online some 30 feet down. This is where teamwork and training really paid off. It took steady nerves and steady hands for the chopper pilots to hover like that. No question, guard pilots are the best in the world. I couldn't believe it. I just saved a life. What could be better than serving the people of my hometown? In the National Guard, you serve your community as well as your country while you work or attend college. In return, you gain skills in which you can build a career and receive benefits that can help you pay for college. Learn more about what it means to be a citizen soldier at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. You heard that right. It's BC. Riding solo tonight, me and John Tabor here at the Sports Talk 99.3 FM studio here in Ruston, Louisiana. We'll buy a week back, Haynes, getting the week off, get rest up, a little Christmas action coming up here in a few days. Of course, it's Bowl Game Eve. Louisiana Tech has made its way down to New Orleans, getting set to take on Georgia Southern and the RNL. Carriers New Orleans Bowl tomorrow afternoon, a little 2 p.m. kickoff. ESPN, your Bulldogs 5-4 and four overall. Of course, Georgia Southern 7-5 and five overall. So uh, a much-anticipated matchup that we're looking forward to discussing throughout the evening. We want to go ahead and thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Bienville Motors, Ball 4 Graduate Sales, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Of course, you can get us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line. Numbers 888-993-7762. Again, Bleed Tech Blue Radio BC coming to you live. Last time we were with you last week, of course, it was the night before signing day. This week, it's the night before the bowl game, so a tremendous amount of things going on. Uh, real quick, before we get into it, wanted to run through some of the signees in Louisiana Tech's uh, 2021 recruiting class. Uh, Skip Holtz and his staff were able to add a number of players. Uh, I believe it was 10 players in total uh, for the 2021 season as they uh, continue to forge ahead on the recruiting trail. Of course, it's a 24-hour, seven days a week, 365 days a year job 
when it comes to coaching in the world of college football and the recruiting trail. And uh, you, you look at some of the high school signees in this class, and we'll run down through them real quick. Uh, Kenneth Bannister, a big offensive tackle out of Edna Carr down in New Orleans, is actually the highest-rated recruit in this class. Bannister, uh, the 66th-ranked offensive tackle, uh, according to Rivals.com. Jaden Burnett, uh, defensive end prospect out of out of Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, believe his high school, Nolan Catholic, plays in the private school division over there in the Dallas area. Aaron Bean. Uh, offensive tackle prospect out of Huntington and Shreveport, Carson Bruno, uh, another offensive guard out of Bird High School. I know Bird's getting re- ready to play in the state championship coming up on Sunday uh, against Catholic. Dominic C.J. Calhoun, inside linebacker out of Lake Jackson, Texas. Solomon Lewis uh, actually got an opportunity to showcase his ability up in Farmville this past Friday with Lake Charles College Prep. Uh, a tremendous wide receiver, uh, one of the better gets in this class, extremely explosive. Uh, I know the staff is excited to get him in. And then the fi- or the final two players in this class, Marquise Crosby, uh, running back out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, was named a Sports Illustrated High School All-American yesterday, uh, ran for over 3,500 yards, 30-plus touchdowns in his senior year. And then the final get in this class, cornerback uh, Carlos Donovant, uh, cornerback again out of Cassetta, Georgia, a uh, kid that had a number of Power 5 offers, six foot one, 180 pounds. The last two kids in the class, Caleb Holstein, a quarterback out of St. Thomas Moore, uh, was actually in the 2020 class, a gray shirt, um, is actually enrolled at Louisiana Tech, started up in this winter quarter, six foot five, 225 pound pocket passer. And then they also added a grad transfer from ULM in six foot seven, three hundred and twenty-two pound offensive tackle Samuel Williams. Williams, one of the best players on ULM squad this past season, has played over eleven hundred snaps in his career. Uh, has sixteen starts in his career, so some much needed experience uh, for a Bulldog offensive line that has had. Uh, numerous issues throughout the year and just talking with Skip Holtz last Wednesday the the big thing for this class for Louisiana Tech was addressing the needs up front on that offensive line and they did that in adding Samuel Williams, Kenneth Bannister, Aaron Bean, Carson Bruno um, three guy, the three high school guys when talking about Bannister, Bean and Bruno uh, three guys extremely athletic play with a lot of tenacity as well and, and hopefully Uh, can be contributing pieces in the coming years. Uh, Of course, like I mentioned, this was just the early signing period, so they'll be looking uh, over the next month and a half, two months, maybe even three months, um, not only, you know, looking to see what's still out there from a high school perspective, but, listen, it's the world of college football that we live in here in 2020, uh, so you're going to need to find some transfers as well, and I know Tech will be active in the transfer market as they are each and every year. So a, a big uh, a big day last Wednesday to get National Signing Day out of the way, shift that focus to the New Orleans Bowl uh, that's coming up tomorrow afternoon, 2 p.m. kickoff, Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern. Like I said, we're going to break that down throughout the show. Coming up in the next segment, uh, we're going to replay an interview from last week that we had with Georgia Southern head coach Chad Lunsford. Then at 6.30, we're going to take a look at the matchup between Louisiana Tech's offense 
versus Georgia Southern's defense. And then at 645, we're going to look at Georgia Southern's offense versus Georgia Southern versus Louisiana Tech's defense. And let me tell you, this is going to be, in my opinion, a really physical, low-scoring football game. Of course, the Bulldogs will be starting Aaron Allen, uh, the redshirt sophomore quarterback out of Missouri City, Texas. And looking at Georgia Southern, they will likely be going with third-string grad transfer from Wofford, Miller Mosley. Mr. Mosley saw his first extended action of the season in the Eagles' last game against Appalachian State. Uh, so an intriguing matchup on the field. A couple of news and notes before we get to our first time out. Uh, Conference USA announced their all-conference teams, uh, I believe it was yesterday, uh, today they announced some of the awards as far as the players of the year and things of that nature. When you look at it from Louisiana Tech's perspective, uh, first team all-conference on the offensive line, Cody Russey. Uh, I think that was a no-brainer. Russey's a four-year starter for the Bulldogs. Um, it is really an Iron Man. Prior to his senior season, he had played 98% of the snaps the last two years for the Bulldogs at center. Uh, a nice honor for him. And then on the defensive line, Milton Williams, we all know about the red shirt junior, uh, a monster junior year. I believe he has 10 tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. Milton Williams, uh, a guy that's one day going to hear his name called in the NFL draft, whether it's coming up this next April for 2021 or in 2022. Uh, Williams is also named a third team pro football focus All-American. So uh, the honors are coming in for him at a rapid pace. Then uh, another first-teamer on the defensive end in the backfield, B.J. Williams in a redshirt sophomore out of the Dallas area. Williams has been uh, really the, the mainstay for Tech in that secondary as a redshirt sophomore, leads the team with three interceptions. Uh, of course, had the monster game in Tech's double overtime win over UAB and really has been a nice developmental story uh, from the time he signed to where he's been as a redshirt sophomore anchoring that Bulldogs secondary. And then, of course, uh, the other um, first-team selection in the special team side of things, kick returner Wayne Toussaint. Uh, Toussaint, a sophomore out of the New Orleans area, um, is averaging over 26 yards per return and really has an opportunity uh, to take it the distance anytime he gets the opportunity. Look at some of the second-teamers for the Bulldogs. Adrian Hardy, wide receiver. Of course, he's a redshirt senior linebacker, inside linebacker. Both of them. How about the true freshman, Tyler Grubbs, out of Holy Cross High School in New Orleans, leads the team in tackles with 84, also has eight tackles for loss, really burst on the scene in that opening week one victory over Southern Miss. Uh, I believe he had 16 tackles in that one. Uh, has never looked back from that point. Nice honor for him as a true freshman. He was also named by the Athletic uh, a second-team freshman All-American uh, for the work that he's done in 2020. And then Trey Baldwin, uh, redshirt senior, of course, started his career at Missouri. And then also the deep snapper Reeves Blankenship. A number of Bulldogs were also uh, named to the honorable mention team. We talk about Israel Tucker at running back, Abe Delphin uh, as an offensive lineman, Joshua Moat as an offensive lineman, C.J. Powell, Smoke Harris. I believe Smoke Harris was actually named to the second team as a punt returner as well. Um, going down the list, looking at the defensive side of things, Eric Kinzer, uh, of course, a, a big year for Kinzer, not only 
his contributions to the Bulldog defense, but also his ability to stay on the field. I think he's been named uh, a Mayo Clinic semifinalist as far as a comeback player of the year after missing the past two years due to injury. So a nice honor for him. Ezekiel Barnett, a former walk-on out of Benton, uh, named honorable mention as well. Uh, along with Khalil Ladler, the grad transfer out of Virginia Tech. Zach Hannibal, Monroe product, uh, an honorable mention selection as well, along with Jacob Barnes, the redshirt freshman kicker, who really, to me, I think he was snubbed. I think he was at least worthy of a second-team selection going 11 of 13 as a redshirt freshman. Look at some of the individual awards in the conference. Uh the MVP of the league, Jalen Darden, North Texas senior receiver, uh, had 19 touchdowns receiving in only nine games. Sincere McCormick, the running back from UTSA, was named the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year, had over 1,300 yards, averaged six yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. Defensive Player of the Year, Tavante Beckett out of Marshall, averaged 10 tackles per game. Uh, special Teams Player of the Year, Lucas Dean out of UTSA, Grant Wells, the freshman quarterback out of Marshall, led Marshall to the Conference USA Championship game in which they lost to UAB. He was named the freshman of the year. And then the league's newcomer of the year was Louisiana Tech quarterback Luke Anthony, completed 64% of his passes, over 1,400 yards, 16 touchdowns, and just five interceptions. So a number of Bulldogs uh, named either all-conference, second-team all-conference, honorable mention, Anthony uh, was named as a, like I said, the newcomer of the year, the freshmen that were honored. Uh, when you talk about Jacob Barnes, Tyler Grubb, Cedric Woods, uh, Mackie Carabin, and there, there was one more that is escaping my mind right now, but a number of guys named to the all-freshman team as well. Um, with all the different moving pieces within this 2020 season, uh, if you're Skip Pulse to see some of the individual pieces on this team that were able to put together nice individual years certainly has, certainly has to give Bulldog fans uh, a tremendous amount of hope, a tremendous amount of optimism uh, as not only you head into the New Orleans Bowl tomorrow afternoon, but also as you get set for the offseason into the spring of 2021 and into the fall of next season. Uh, a couple of other news and notes. Louisiana Tech on the road tonight at ULM on the hardwood Uh 6.30 p.m. tip-off in Monroe. That game's on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, these two teams matched up earlier this year inside the Thomas Assembly Center with the Bulldogs winning 78-62. I believe the Bulldogs lead that all-time series with the Warhawks 53-36. It does sound like Stacey Thomas, Jace Bass, and Xavier Armstead will return for the Bulldog lineup tonight after missing uh, I know Bass and Armstead missed the last game. I think Thomas has missed the last couple of games. So it would be nice to get those guys back into the rotation. Like I mentioned, you can get us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line numbers 888-993-7762. And we come back from the break. We're going to replay an interview from last week. Chad Lunsford, head coach of Georgia Southern, joined us. He was tremendous. So make sure you stay tuned to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk, 99.3 FM. Be right back after this. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. 
Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. DQ fans know everything's better with bacon, and now that includes the fan-favorite $6 meal deal with a bacon cheeseburger plus a refreshing Coke, fries, and a sundae. It's ready to be your next flavor time fill-up. It's all for just 6 bucks, and it's available all day long. So when the hunger hits, you can start mealing, dealing, shaking, and bacon. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Acme glass and mirror. We have so much more, whether business, home, or auto, we have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glass is painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. For all those Christmas decorations you put up and take down, you need somewhere to store them. Ideal Portable Buildings has you covered. A new building custom built to the exact size and specs you need. And Ideal is Northeast Louisiana's number one dealer for Eagle Carports, too. Rent to own with no credit check or 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Store all those Christmas decorations and a new building from Ideal Portable Buildings. Find them on Facebook or visit IdealPortableBuildingsLLC.com. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back to the show, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haines, John Taylor joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline. Head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Chad Lunsford. Coach, I know it's a busy time. Thanks for taking some time out for us th- tonight. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate y'all having us on. We're... Uh... We're definitely excited about this opportunity, and uh, anytime we can talk about Georgia Southern football, we'd love to. Absolutely. And first thing I want to ask you, obviously, National Signing Day is tomorrow. Um, has it has it kind of snuck up on you guys a little bit with the season uh, ending a little bit later than normal and, you know, not having that normal lead-in to signing day? And uh, I know you guys are prepared for it, but does it have a little bit of a different feel to it this year? Yeah, I tell you what. I mean, it's it's really different for us um, because um, we we went twelve straight games, and um, you know we didn't we didn't have a bye week. Um, we did have a Thursday night game where we uh, were able to get a couple days and a weekend. But uh, other than that, man, we were we we're rocking and rolling in football season, and um, and then you know obviously we played last week and finished up on Saturday, and um, you know and 
tried to get going to make sure we were squared away for signing day to, uh, tomorrow, uh, but also to trying to bowl prep and um, all that type of stuff. So it's it's definitely been a, a grind and a crunch, but um, we're we're handling it fine and, and looking forward to a good day tomorrow. And you mentioned a little bit about your team, uh, obviously in this crazy year that 2020 is, having the opportunity uh, to play 12 games. I know you're certainly proud of your team uh, in the effort and, and the discipline that they had throughout the season to get those full 12 games in yeah you know i can't say enough about our guys man they uh i, I tell you you know it, it, it's been a difficult year i mean anytime you don't get an off season with a team and um you know and you gotta i mean there's no playbook for a pandemic um i guess we'll have one after this year but um it, it's just it was crazy we got them here you know we started bringing them back in the summer uh, we had to bring them back in stages, um, you know, in, in, in groups. And so we didn't get them all back until really until you got that, um, I believe it was that July 24th date. And um, and that's when we really got the whole team back together. Um, and we started, you know, going and, and, and trying to be as safe as possible. And, I mean, practices looked different. It was crazy. I mean, we had guys, you know, spread out all over the field and um, just trying to be as safe as possible. But, uh, when it came down to it, you know, our guys just did a really good job of uh, making sure that they kept their bubble, their bubble, and uh, it's paid off, you know, for us to be able to get 12 games in, um, you know. So uh, I can't say enough about our guys because they really bought into the plan and really stuck to it. And, and playing 12 straight games, I'm sure that's a first in your coaching career. How how different was that? Uh, you know, usually you get a bye week at some point during the season to kind of – regroup kind of get some guys refreshed get some guys back off of injuries how how was dealing with that uh in in a year like this as well well i'll be honest with you i I don't really ever want to do it again uh 12 12 straight tough and uh you know we we um we battled um you know we've had a lot of close games this year and um it was just one of those things where um you know, there wasn't a whole lot of resting up for our guys. And, you know, to be honest with you, um, we, we, we were staying pretty healthy um, until about, you know, until we got about to the Troy, Texas State game, and then really after the Army game, uh, that's when we really got beat up. And, um, you know, we're having a lot of guys have to step up and play now. And, um, you know, it's just it's been tough. And um, I know our guys are looking forward to playing this bowl game, but I also know they're going to be looking forward to uh, – you know, getting a little bit of time off for the bodies and all that type of stuff, and then, you know, get back in here in January and then get back to work. And I know you guys, like you said, have had a number of injuries, but one of those guys that's been banged up, you know, at least for the last couple of weeks, your quarterback, uh, Shy Words, uh, really been a four-year starter for you guys. Uh, talk a little bit about what he's meant to your program and just how valuable he's been to you guys' success over the years. Well, you know, he's been huge because um, he was the guy that ended up taking over, um, you know, after the initial success in the FBS. And, you know, we had those two down years in 16 and 17. um, And he's really, you know, helped us climb back up and, um, you know, get us back. You know, this will be our third straight bowl game. Um, And, you know, being a relatively new FBS program, um, you know, being able to be uh, in a bowl uh, three straight years and, and him being a big reason why um, and just how many games he's helped us win. And, you know, uh, because of what we do on offense, too, you know, everything starts with him. 
um, because we do run the triple option, and um, you know he's he's a threat to throw or run each and every play. You know, so he's been very uh, uh, very big and instrumental in in what we've been able to do here. You know, unfortunately, he did get banged up and uh, hasn't been able to play the last couple games. I'm not real sure if he's going to get to play in the bowl either. Um, but you know, we'll see. But he's uh, you know he's a warrior. He's always battled. Uh, I know if he can play, he would. Absolutely. And you talk about running that triple option, and you didn't get the opportunity to have spring practice. I'm sure fall camp was a little bit different as well. And I know he was experienced at the quarterback position, but how how difficult was it to kind of fine-tune that offense and that triple option uh, with not a ton of your normal preparation that you get leading up to a season? Did it take you guys some time to kind of get flowing offensively? It, it did, and, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't know that um, we battled a little bit of COVID right before the season started, um, and we had actually we, – we had to pause our practices, um, you know, about a week. Uh, a couple weeks before the first game, and we actually had no offensive linemen for, for you know, um, probably about 10 days. Um, and so then when we got into week preparation, we got our offensive linemen back, um, and I think that kind of hurt us a little bit. But I will say this, because we did have experience uh, on the O-line, we had experience at quarterback and running back and at receiver, um, the guys were able to come right back at it and go at it, but Again, it was a little bit slow going, and, um, you know, I don't think we've really produced like we wanted to on offense this year like we thought we could have. Looking at the defensive side of the football, Coach Holtz just raved about um, not only the scheme and the different things that y'all do on that side of the ball, uh, but I've seen a number of national publications talk about how good y'all are on that side. What do y'all do successfully, and what do you do well uh, on the defensive side of the football? Well, you know, we're a 3-4 scheme, and, um, you know, I think uh, the guys that we've recruited here really fit our person. Uh, I feel like our personnel fits our scheme really well. Um, but I, I think the big piece is uh, I think our defensive coaches do a really good job of, uh, you know, game planning and really getting our guys locked into exactly what we're trying to do on defense and then really be locked into what our opponents do on offense. Um, you know, I think our our football IQ has really improved on defense, um, and they, and they're really good at situational stuff, and they're really good at recognizing things, and they're really good at communicating. Um, and then our guys play really hard, really fast on defense, and you know, lots of times that 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 means that you're going to have a good defense when you get uh, a group playing aggressive and playing together. And looking ahead to this bowl game, obviously with Louisiana Tech coming up next Wednesday, uh, 2 p.m. kickoff down in the Superdome. Uh, how, how different will the preparation be for you guys knowing that you don't necessarily have 15 or 20 days off like you're normally accustomed to when preparing for a bowl game? Um, yeah, we don't um, – uh, it, it is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, one one thing that um, I do think helps a little bit, though, is <clears throat> we're obviously uh, out of classes and out of finals, you know, so it is all football, you know, and it's not there's not many other distractions and things like that. You know, last week going into our game, our guys were actually taking finals. And, um, you know, that's that's hard, you know, because the guys are trying to finish and trying to finish strong in the classroom but also get prepared for your rival game. And, um, you know, so I think they're looking forward to the part of not having school to do uh, this week and then, you know, getting into that bowl game. Uh, but, we'll, you know, we had to take a couple days off after that last game because it was a really physical, hard-fought game. Uh, we got started back today. 
uh, kind of like a jog through, walk through type practice. Uh, but we'll we'll really get to work tomorrow, and we'll try to get work all the way through uh, to the game. And uh, we're going to be smart with our guys just because we are beat up. Uh, we won't be able to be as physical at, pr- at, at practice as we normally would be. Um, and a lot, a lot of it's going to be mental work and just trying to get prepared to go play fast and play hard in the bowl game. And I know you and your staff have been hard at work putting together a game plan. Uh, when you take a look at this Louisiana Tech team, obviously Skip Holtz in his eighth year, uh, Bulldogs in a bowl game for a seventh consecutive year. What, what will you guys uh, need to do successfully in order uh, to pick up your eighth win of the season next Wednesday afternoon? Well, I, I tell you what's really impressive, um, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about their their scheme here in a second, but, um, you know, just being one, they're, they're 9-0 versus Sunbelt teams all time, um, which is really impressive. And then, you know, going into their seventh bowl, but six straight bowls and 6-0, and uh, and I think that's the longest active bowl win streak in the country. Um, that means, you know, they're really good at getting prepared for bowl games. And, um, you know, so, you know, obviously that's a big-time challenge for us to try to go and get a win against a team that's really good at doing it. Um, but when you look at their defense, um, you know, they play multiple fronts. Uh, they'll jump in a four-man front, three-man front. Um, it looks like they play a lot of zone coverage. Uh, probably not heavy blitzers. Uh, really play base more than anything. Uh, but they, they do have some players, man, um, you know, one of the guys that jumps out to me is number 97, Milton Williams. Um, I think he's a dude. Um, number 52 at linebacker. Um, I believe he's leading their team in tackles, and um, he's all over the place. And then uh, number four, the safety, you know, he's really jumped out and, um, you know, did a really good job as far as getting uh, a few picks and everything. So, um, you know, I, I think for sure they're going to be a definite um, problem for our offense because, um, you know they are based, and they and they really try to get after it playing just fundamental, fundam, fundamentally sound football. Um, so we'll have a great challenge there. Uh, looking at their offense, you know I um, I see uh, you know a spread offense, high tempo. You know, in, in in the past that you know high tempo offenses have given us a problem uh, because we don't you know we don't see an awful lot of it. Um, and especially, you know, our guys, they don't see it from us. Um, and so when you get into a high-tempo team, um, you know, you've got to figure out how to simulate that in practice uh, to make sure our guys don't get surprised on game day with how fast it's going to be. And, um, you know, so, you know, we're going to have to concentrate on that. Um, also, too, you know, I know um, um, they, they lost their quarterback last week, which I, I know is a huge loss for him, but, but also, too, you know, looking at, at number three, Aaron Allen, you know, he's uh, he's played some this year. I think he's had over 200-plus snaps, 250-plus snaps, um, you know, so he's had experience playing. Um, and then, you know, one of the running backs, number 22, he really sticks out to me because, you know, watching these games, it looks like he's really came on the last four games that he's played. Um, and then uh, wide receiver, number five, uh, Smoke Harris, I mean, that guy right there, um, <laughs> it looks like they try to find ways to get him the ball, um, and he looks like he can uh, really do things when he gets his hands on it. And and then when you start looking at their offensive line, they're very big, athletic, and, uh, you know, they seem to do a good job of knocking people to the ground. So uh, really big-time challenge for us because we're not, you know, we're not very big on defense. Uh, we're kind of a smaller, quicker type team. Um, and we got to be careful not to get swallowed up by that big offensive line. And 
uh, we got to make sure that we get to the ball. Absolutely. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. I, I know you've spent a number of years in Statesboro, not only the last three as the head coach, but you know, really eight to 12 years of your career. How cool has it been to kind of see the evolution of the program from the Division Two ranks to the FBS football, the high quality of football that you guys are playing these days? Uh, it, it, I mean, it is awesome. You know, Georgia Southern's an epic story. I mean, it's uh, it, it, when you start looking at it, it's a relatively young program, you know, getting started in the early 80s and, you know, winning six national championships at the FCS level, uh, you know, winning 14 conference championships. And, um, and then in 2013, you know, we were able to uh, take the bid and, you know, say, hey, we're going to move up to the Sun Belt the next year and, um, you know, we we were able in 13. You know, I I was here from 01 to 06 um, uh, as a slot back coach uh, under uh, Coach Seawalk, and then uh, and then I came back in 2013 under Coach Munkin, um, and we were able to beat the Florida Gators at the end of that season in 13, and kind of led us into the FBS. And Coach Fritz came in, and we were able to win the Sun Belt Championship the first year in the league, and. Then the very next year, the first year that we could be bowl eligible, we were able to go play in a bowl and 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 win it. And uh, and then we had a couple down years. And um, you know, um, I, I was on staff then, and uh, fortunately, I got to be the interim coach, and then end up getting the head coaching job. And you know, now you know, going to three straight bowls. Um, you know, we're just trying to keep that championship um, success here at Georgia Southern. Um, you know, really at Georgia Southern now, you have to win every game, and it don't matter who you play. And, and uh, I mean, that's just what's expected around here. So um, we we got to work hard. We got to do a good job because we want to uphold our end of the bargain. Um, you know, it, it, from what Georgia Southern people expect. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we appreciate it. Looking forward to a fun matchup with Louisiana Tech next Wednesday, and uh, always appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. G A T A. Chad Lunsford, head coach, Georgia Southern Eagles, joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Raiders. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus, all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new easy go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger easy go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Uncommon. 
How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Fantastic stuff by Georgia Southern head coach Chad Lunsford last week. Of course, Louisiana Tech getting set to play play the Georgia Southern Eagles tomorrow afternoon, 2 p.m. kickoff. In the R&L Carrier New Orleans Bowl, Louisiana Tech 5-4 and four overall, Georgia Southern 7-5. and five. Like Coach Lunsford mentioned, the Eagles played 12 straight weeks during the regular season, which is incredibly impressive considering all that's gone on in the world of college football this year. Of course, you can get us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line. The number is 888 888- Nine nine three seven seven six two. We'd love to break down the matchup with you. Give us your thoughts on the game. Will Louisiana Tech get the win or will they not? Of course, Georgia Southern favored by five and a half over or under in this one. Forty eight and a half. Vegas expecting a low scoring game between the Bulldogs and the Eagles. Of course, when you have a backup quarterback for Louisiana Tech and Aaron Allen, a third-string quarterback in Miller Mosley, expected to get the start for the Eagles. I believe that is to be expected. Let's go right to the Fairway Carts hotline. Quint joins us. Quint, what's happening? Hey, guys. Uh, how much of an impact do you think playing in a near-empty stadium that that big is going to have? I mean, I know that all the teams have played with a limited attendance, but 25% of Tech – and their visiting stadiums feels a lot bigger to me than 3,000 people in the Superdome. I mean, I feel like you're going to be able to hear the air conditioners kick on and off. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good question. And, you know, to me, I go back to a game that felt a little bit eerie earlier in the year when we watched Tech play at BYU, uh, which I believe was the only game Tech played all year with no fans. And that game had such an odd feeling to it. Um, And I think it goes back to – uh, I would say it's probably going to be a pro-tech crowd if it can be that way with 3,000 folks in the stands. But uh, 3,000 people in a 70,000-plus seat stadium, uh, it's going to be pretty interesting uh, from a player's perspective. You're definitely going to have to bring your own juice and kind of create uh, your own momentum in terms of that. Yeah, I'm, I would agree. I don't know how that's going to play. That's going to be weird uh, to me. And how do you think the uh, like the new travel schedule is going to affect everybody? With you know, you're typically a bowl game, you basically get a basically get to go on a three or four day vacation before the bowl game, and this is going to be just like a, almost like a standard road trip. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Quint. Yeah, and you talk about Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern playing in this bowl game, and that's something that we haven't necessarily touched on too much. It is going to have a little bit of a road game perspective. I know Tech got down to New Orleans 
uh, around 11 a.m. this morning. So you, you probably get a, a little bit more time than you're normally accustomed to when you travel to a road game and get in at 6 or 7 p.m. So you've spent a majority of the day down in New Orleans, but you, you don't have a three- or four-day trip. You don't have a, a two- to three-week prep time like you're normally accustomed to. So hopefully it, it's not too big of a deal as far as the lack of a crowd, the lack of a bowl game, quote-unquote, feel to it. It'll be... Uh, more of a neutral site matchup. But, listen, there's going to be a lot of different things early in this game uh, from Louisiana Tech's perspective that uh, they have to get settled down in. You talk about the the offense that Georgia Southern runs, and we're going to discuss that in the next segment, the triple option style of attack. You're breaking in Aaron Allen. I know he started games, but – Listen, there, there's no one looking over his shoulder uh, with Luke Anthony going out with injury uh, against TCU a couple weeks ago. So can he settle in? Can he play within the offense? Can, can he get the Bulldog playmakers in space and allow themselves to make some plays? That, that'll be a big key for Tech offensively. And, you know, you look at this Tech offense, um, you know, 325 yards a game, 114th in the country versus a Georgia Southern defense, a three-man front, really aggressive, really like to bring pressure from a number of different places. It's an interesting matchup for Tech's offense. Let's go back to the Fairway Carts hotline, joined by Jim. Jim, what's going on? What's up? What's up, my brother? Not much. How are you? I've been doing good there, man. Good, good, good. Hey, look, man. I got faith in Tech. Six straight, I see seven coming. Hey, I'm the same way, Jim. I was telling Tapes during the break. I don't care what the money line is. I don't care if Tech's underdog or favorite. I'm taking Tech. The line don't mean nothing to me. Vegas don't mean nothing. But look, I've seen a heck of a lot more Tech games than I've ever seen Alabama games. You know, oh, yeah. and I am an Alabama fan, but I am also a Tech fan. I'm a Grounding fan. I'm a Lincoln Parish fan. I like what goes on here, so I'm I'm pulling for the Texters, man. I I think Lou Holtz will come up with a plan. I I know we're gonna start some young guys and whatever, but I think we'll be all right. Georgia Southern, we'll see. A triple option may be a little difficult at first, but I'm sure they're working on it right now. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Jim. Yeah, BC, take care of yourself. I'll talk to you on the edge one day. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Jim. <laughs> you can get us on the Fairway Cards hotline or text line numbers 888-993-7762. I mean, to his point, Lou would be a good person <laughs> to go to to help hey, diagnose good. the triple option. Hey, how do we know Lou's not down in the Superdome tonight? He might be. He might be. Real quick on the Fairway Cars text line, Brett chimes in. Uh, not knocking the attendance for Tech games, but just the 2020 apocalypse season. Yeah, listen, you got to bring your own juice uh, with the lack of crowds this week. So uh, looking at this matchup, like I said, Louisiana Tech's offense has struggled uh, throughout the year. I know they're averaging 29 points a game, but they are having a, a number of struggles with the issues that they had at offensive tackle throughout the year. Uh, of course, Dakota White will get the start at left tackle. Walker Hankinson at right tackle. Uh, a big key to the game for Tech's offense for me. Can you keep Raymond Johnson the third off of Aaron Allen? Raymond Johnson 
if you haven't watched Georgia Southern play football, he's a terror off the edge. He's got 37 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss. Got another five sacks, first team all Sunbelt. Dakota White, you've been really impressive the last couple weeks uh, against North Texas and TCU. Let's see if you can do it for a third straight week. Man, Tate, we're getting busy. Let's go right back to the fairway carts hotline. We got Reggie. Reggie, what's going on? Hey, BC. Uh, I'd like to transition to talk a little bit more about college football as a whole, if you don't mind. Let's hear it. Because, you know, to me, it just seems like it's difficult to get up for a game anymore because, you know, you look at the the landscape of college football, you know, there's there's a four-team playoff. You know, you lose one or two games and you're out of it. You know, what do you have to play for? You know, I look at teams like Florida or A&M, you know, they lost the game early and they're done. You know, they weren't really playing for anything the rest of the season. Now, they didn't know that at the time. But, you know, I even look at Tech and, you know, they can go undefeated for three or four years and they're not going to get in the playoffs or have a prayer to get in the playoffs. So I was just curious as to what you thought of, of something like that. You know, I've just I've struggled with that for the last few years, uh, and I've kind of transitioned to the NFL when thinking about that because I know that a team that you know within their division, if they win that division, they're going to the playoffs. They have something to play for. And then again, if you look and you see, you know the. 0-14 Jets, they're playing the Rams. And, you know, on any given Sunday, a team, a, a pro NFL team can win. And it just kind of, it kind of irks me how how the powers that be have been able to gobble up all the scholarships in college football, all the, all the five-star athletes and four-star athletes to make it to where it's a, it makes it extremely difficult to compete against other teams like that absolutely so, thanks for the call yeah we'll, we'll get into that coming up at seven o'clock reggie of course louisiana tech georgia southern this week in the new orleans bowl but that's a great call you make a lot of great points uh we're going to discuss the college football playoff and all the hoopla surrounding it coming up at seven o'clock so stay tuned for that uh appreciate you reaching out to us on the fairway carts hotline of course that number is 888 888- Nine nine three seven seven six two. Real quick, Quint chimes in, agrees with Reggie. We desperately need a G five playoff. When we come back from the break. We're going to continue breaking it down. Louisiana Tech, Georgia Southern. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, ninety nine point three FM. Graduate Sales. You know us as the class ring people, and you should. We've been supplying the area with graduation specialty products like class rings for more than 60 years. At Graduate Sales, there's so many things we offer, though. Name cards, mailing accessories, note cards, t-shirts, shorts, memory gifts, memory books, announcements, inserts, too. Rely on us for all your graduation needs, including class rings. Call Kurt Joyner at Graduate Sales or go online, www.graduatesalesury.com. That's www.graduatesalesury.com. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. 
At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards Hotline, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Coming to you live from the Sports Talk 99.3 FM studios. Had a, n- a number of great calls tonight on the Fairway Cards Hotline, 888-993-7762. So like we were talking about, you know, a big matchup in this game for Louisiana Tech is how will the young freshman Dakota White and Walker Hankinson perform at the tackle spots against the good pass rusher and Raymond Johnson, um, who has caused a tremendous amount of havoc in the backfield for Georgia Southern? And they like to bring uh, a lot of pressure with their inside linebackers, uh, whether it's coming up the middle, uh, coming on some delayed blitz around the edge, or whatever it may be. And when you look at the three-man front that they play that Skip Holtz has alluded to, it's really similar to the three-man front that David Blackwell's plays. It's a three-man down. You also have the defensive end outside linebacker Eric Kinzer type on the edge that does rush the passer in most occasions. They don't drop eight too often. Uh, A big key for me will be, can Tech get the ball on the perimeter to some of those smaller, quicker guys, when you talk about a Smoke Harris, a C.J. Powell, in the bubble screen game, they don't defend the bubble screen game all that well. Uh, Texas State went to it um, not a ton, but they went to it some, and they had a lot of success. So it'll be interesting to see if Georgia State has cleaned up some of the things in that area. When you look at their secondary, they're a middle-of-the-road uh, can be suspect at times. You can beat them down the field, but the question is whether you can protect your passer enough and, and can Aaron Allen distribute the football to those playmakers. And, you know, you look at their secondary, one strong point, uh, Derek Canteen, a freshman corner, redshirt freshman corner. I think he t- tweeted it out today. Um, last year he wasn't even on the travel squad, was a scout team guy. Fast forward to where we are in 2020, uh, he's got, Five interceptions, a first-team all-sunbelt selection for a Georgia Southern defense that has forced 22 turnovers in only 12 games. So Tech's going to have to protect the football if they're going to have success offensively. But the big key for me, Aaron Allen's got to play within the offense. This is the biggest start of his Bulldog career. You want to take a hold of the reins heading into spring practice? Well, you go play well in this bowl game and throw for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns and then you'll be the guy heading into 2021. So, like I said, I believe this is a career-defining start 
for Aaron Allen in a Bulldog uniform. Shifting over to the Georgia Southern offense against the Tech defense. We mentioned in the open, Shy Wirtz, the talented quarterback, a four-year starter at Georgia Southern, has been out the last couple weeks with a shoulder injury. And he leads the team in rushing. He leads the team, obviously, in passing. Um, this is a team that's going to be without three of its top four rushers when you talk about Shy Wirtz and two running backs in J.D. King and Wesley Kennedy. So is Shy Wirtz going to play? And Will of the People chimes in and says, what are the chances that Wirtz is healthier than we know and he takes the field as the starter? And I think that's the ultimate question. You know, we had Coach Lunsford on last week. I thought he was a little bit hesitant in saying would Wirtz play or will he, won't, will he not play. Um, but he's been out nearly a month now. So if he's healthy, he's going to be ready to go. He's a senior. It's his last opportunity uh, to put on the uniform for Georgia Southern. And I don't know. I, I think that he's going to give it a go, to be quite honest for, with you. But everything that you read uh, for those that cover Georgia Southern and the Eagles in the Statesboro area, it sounds like he's not going to play. Now, who do they turn to if he doesn't play? Well, they go to Miller Mosley, a fifth-year grad transfer. He's actually the third-string quarterback because Justin Tomlin, the backup, went out with an ankle injury against Appalachian State in their last game, had surgery, so he's definitely out. Miller Mosley, 131 yards passing this year, one touchdown, two interceptions. Now, Georgia Southern does not throw the football. They ran the ball 78% of the time offensively. What style of offense do they play? They play a triple option offense out of the shotgun. This isn't your Division II national champion Georgia Southern football team. They modernize themselves. They run of a lot of a lot of ten, 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. The slot receiver is normally a halfback or a slot back. They motion them in. They run the triple option. They run the read option out of it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how David Blackwell chooses to attack it. Is he going to change what he does? I don't think you're going to see Tech go to a full-blown four-man front for four quarters. That's not going to be the key for Tech for shutting it down as far as stacking the box because, like I said, Georgia Southern's going to spread you out and try to get you on the perimeter, which that brings up another point. Tech's got to set the edge in this football game if they want to have success. Now, who, who who does that fall on? Milton Williams has got to be really good inside at defensive end, defensive tackle playing next to Keevy Rose. The center for Georgia Southern has really struggled throughout the year, committed a number of penalties. If Keevy Rose can have a good game at defensive tackle along with D.J. Jackson and Gerald Wilbon behind him, Tech's going to have some success in the interior. But setting the edge with Milton Williams – Deshaun Hall, Ezekiel Barnett, listen, that's going to be the name of the game. You cannot allow them to get on the perimeter in some of these one-on-one -on -one situations and out into the open field. Tyler Grubbs, Trey Baldwin, we know what they are at inside linebacker. They're going to have their nose around the football. They do every single week. And that, that's really what's impressed me the most about this take defense throughout the year has been their ability to, at inside linebacker to run sideline to sideline and make the number of plays that they are. I think Grubbs ranks 20th in the country in tackles per game. 
Baldwell's some somewhere around top 35. I think he's like 32nd. So the inside linebackers for Tech have been really good. And the last key to the game for me for Tech on the defensive side, the safeties have to tackle well. You cannot miss tackles if runners do get into the secondary. I don't care if it's the running backs. I don't care if it's Shy Wirtz, Logan Wright, Gerald Green, Matt LaRoche. I don't care if it's Miller Mosley, if he's in there at quarterback. You cannot allow broken tackles in the secondary. Last week against TCU, TCU ran 49 plays in the game. They scored 52 points. That's bad enough in itself. But let me tell you something. Tech had 16 missed tackles in the game. You miss 16 tackles tomorrow afternoon in the Superdome, there's not going to be a seventh straight bowl win. It's not happening. And listen, Jordan Southern's favored coming in this football game in a backup of backup quarterbacks. But to me, it's going to boil down to the Bulldog defense being able to tackle in space and get guys to the ground and avoiding those chunk plays. You look at some of the triple option offenses that Tech has faced during Holtz's tenure. Go back to 2013. I'm sure you all remember it. Army had 77 carries in the Cotton Bowl. Granted, this Tech team was not any good. Sonny Dykes, thank you. You left with 39 seniors. Army ran it 77 times for 414 yards and five touchdowns. 2016. Of course, 2013, Kim Dameron was the defensive coordinator. 2016, Blake Baker uh, was new to the job. I believe it's his second year on the job. In the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Navy ran for 49 carries, 300 yards, and four touchdowns. If you keep Georgia Southern Southern under 300 yards rushing in this game, I think you have to consider it a win. You look at how they are passing the football. They've thrown, let me get the exact numbers, they've thrown eight touchdowns throwing the football against 11 interceptions. Not very good, to say the least. Not very good. Completing around 50% of their throws. They don't have a receiver on their roster with more than 20 catches. Malik Murray's the leading receiver with 20 catches for 258 yards. The Tech secondary has been a concern. Chad Lunsford's turned on the tape. He's an offensive football coach. He knows Tech struggled in the secondary. Maybe he takes some shot plays early. Cedric Woods, Zach Hannibal, DJ Brown, Charvis Thornton. I don't care who's out there at corner. You're going to be on an island. It's not going to be a whole lot of three-deep zone coverage against a football team that runs it 78% of the time. You're going to have to make some plays in man coverage or Georgia Southern's going to have a lot of success offensively in this football game. So you look at the two matchups on the offensive and defensive sides of the football. Going into it, I think both defenses have the advantages over the opposing offenses due to backup quarterbacks, all the different missing pieces that Georgia Southern has, the young offensive tackles that Louisiana Tech has. So it might boil down to, which Vegas believes as well, looking at the over-under at 48-and-a-half, which offense can make some plays on third down particularly in the red zone, and score touchdowns is going to win this football game. We heard it throughout the week. Want to send the seniors out on top. You've only had a week or two to prep. 
Here's your opportunity. Go down to New Orleans, take care of business against a quality Georgia Southern football team, and win your seventh straight bowl game. And somehow, in this crazy year that 2020 is, consider it a considerably successful season. When you look back at some of the games that Louisiana Tech lost this year, BYU, I don't think we have too big of an issue with it. Marshall, good football team. Grant Wells was playing a lot better back in October than he is now in December. UTSA, that one hurts. You should have closed out a game with a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. And then last in your last time out against TCU. Three of the four losses, I would say, are probably acceptable. UTA was, UTSA was not. Let's see if the Bulldogs can handle its business as a five-and-a-half-point underdog at Georgia Southern tomorrow afternoon in the Superdome. Of course, that's a 2 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. No, Dave Nitz, Teddy Allen have the radio call, KXKZ 107.5. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. I'm going to jump into some of this college football playoff discussion. The field is set. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 99.3 FM. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. 
Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Real quick update. Duncan Dogs, ULM in Monroe. Duncan Dogs lead the Warhawks 28-26. to 26. Uh, A little bit of a slow start for Tech, but kind of picking things up nearing the under four timeout in Monroe. So I wanted to discuss a little bit of this college football playoff. Um, of course, that, that's kind of what we've like to do throughout the season, kind of take one segment to discuss the college football landscape, discuss our thoughts on it, and really where things stand from a national perspective. The big thing for me, of course, the field is set. Uh, you look at the matchups, Alabama, the number one seed will play host, or I say play host, will play Notre Dame. Clemson will play Ohio State. I think I saw the early line on that Clemson-Ohio State game was at eight. So um, Buckeyes not getting a ton of respect. And if I'm being uh, quite honest with myself, uh, I don't blame them. Uh, Buckeyes have only played six games all year, so not too upset about that one. But I thought it was also quite interesting that Dabo Sweeney in his final coaches poll uh, stuck Ohio State down there at number 11, which uh, kind of a shot at the Buckeyes. Uh, Dabo likes to play the game a little bit, but hey, it's who Dabo is, love him or hate him, uh, Clemson's going to find themselves in that playoff uh, pretty much every single year. So you talk about, um, you know, the, these these matchups are the national brands, I guess is the best way to put it, and I think that the college football playoff has really hurt itself in a sense of always working to get the national brands into the playoff, which that's the reason that it doesn't necessarily upset me all that much because I've grown to the realization that that's just what it is. They want to get teams that will draw eyeballs to televisions. This year, more than ever, there won't be a ton of folks in the stands. But Notre Dame or Texas A&M or Ohio State, I think those are your three teams that were fighting for the final two spots. I think Ohio State's a top four team in the country. I don't think Ohio State should be in the playoff because Ohio State only played six games. Alabama played 11. Clemson played 11. Notre Dame played 11. But then you get into the argument, if you want to argue Texas A&M or Ohio State, Texas A&M was, I believe, one of two teams in the SEC that didn't play its full slate of schedule. So they played nine games versus Ohio State six. Three more games is valuable. I'll give you that. But like Reggie said when he called in, my biggest argument is this. It's the four-team playoff versus any more number of teams. 8, 12, 16, 24, 32. I don't care. But here's my problem. Texas A&M's 8-1. They got one loss to the number one team in the country in Alabama. A blowout loss. But listen, was Texas A&M the same team in week two that they are now? I'm not sure. I'd like to find out. I think Kellen Mond sucks, but that's my opinion. Number six, Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, a redshirt freshman quarterback, lost in week two to Kansas State, week three on the road at Iowa State. It's an Iowa State team that ranked number 10 in the country. Since then, the Sooners have won seven in a row, 
Big 12 champs. I think you can make an argument that they're one of the top four teams in the country if you wanted to. But they lost two games early on in the year. Which, like Reggie said, you lose a game or two early in college football, likely on the outside looking in. Florida. Look at their resume. Got a loss to Texas A&M. Got a loss to LSU, which you did to yourself. And you got a loss to Alabama. You played Alabama closer than any team in the country. I get it. Florida's got three losses. I get it. Florida doesn't deserve to be in a top-four playoff. But I would want to see Florida in a eight-team playoff or a 16-team playoff because I think on any given Saturday they could compete with any team in the country. Number eight, Cincinnati speaks for itself undefeated. Number nine, Georgia, seven and two, two losses, Alabama, Florida. Guess who they lost to? Stetson Bennett was the quarterback. Ever heard of Stetson Bennett? Go to your local frat house. You'll probably find him. Made the change to JT Daniels, different team. They don't get forgiven. They lost two games early in the season. Number 10, Ohio, Iowa State. Forget it. I'm out on them. Number 11, Indiana. The Hoosiers, Tom Allen, should be the national coach of the year for the job that he did. Quarterback Michael Penix goes out with an ACL injury. What makes me more mad, they're not even in a New Year's Six Bowl. I get it. Everybody opts out of them. That's fine. Indiana, if you're going to allow Ohio State in at 6-0 and into the playoff, they should be in a New Year's Six Bowl. Number 12, Coastal Carolina. 11-0. and Playing the Sun Belt. Don't play the toughest schedule in the league. When they did, they beat BYU. They beat ULL. I'm not saying they deserve to be in a four-team playoff. Wouldn't mind watching them compete. Let's be honest with ourselves. It's been a number of blowouts in the college football playoff over the years. LSU beats Oklahoma by 40. Clemson shuts out Ohio State 31-0. Clemson beats Notre Dame 27-3. Hell, Clemson beat Alabama by four touchdowns in the national championship. But then we get Bill Hancock and his comrades come on. This team versus this team. This wins more, means more than this win. Cincinnati's only played one game since November the 1st. Ohio State's only played two. I think the college football playoff is great for college football. I think a four-team playoff is bad for college football. I think the system has been exposed here in 2020. And it's not because I believe that other programs could win the national championship. I believe it comes down to some of the arguments that the committee is making that's making themselves look quite ignorant. If you're going to have a bunch of talking heads, bunch of, a bunch of athletic directors sit in a room in the Dallas area 
and watch football all day, you can't tell me there's not some level of bias involved. Go back to the BCS. Let the BCS decide who's in the playoff. The BCS rankings aren't much different than what we're dealing with right now. Then at least we don't have so we can blame a computer. Fine by me. I'd rather blame a computer than bl- blame Bill Hancock talking out of the side of his mouth. Quite honestly, he's probably getting coffee. Talking to his friends. Drives me nuts. And don't get me started on bowl games. The NCAA, in all their glory, if you want to call it that, just a bunch of load of crap is what it is. The NCAA needs to go away. They never will. First, you allow players to opt out. I'm cool with it. Opt out before the year. You don't want to play in a year like this. I get it. Then we start opting out after game three. Then game five. Then game seven. Then we had played in 33 days and five guys opt out. That really gets me fired up. But it gets better. Hey, doesn't matter how many games you win. Go play in a bowl game. Make some money for your conference. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't it a business? I get it. But you're going to tell me that 2-8 and eight South Carolina deserves a bowl bid? 3-7 and seven Mississippi State? 4-5 and five North Texas? If you've watched North Texas play this year, They couldn't beat a good high school team from the state of Louisiana that had a good rushing game. They were a three-touchdown underdog on the road at Appalachian State in Myrtle Beach. First year of the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I get it. They want to play. Appalachian State ran for over 500 yards on North Texas. Game was over when it kicked off. Appalachian State had three one-play touchdown drives of over 60 yards. Want to know what North Texas' record was entering that game? They were 4-5. and five. They didn't deserve to be in a bowl game. It's about like North Texas going to a bowl game at 5-7 and seven a few years ago. Because they had a good APR. So good in the classroom. I bet you'd be good on the field. Maybe people want to watch you. South Carolina. You fire Will Muschamp midseason. I, that's fine. I'm cool with it. Fire him. Don't accept a bowl bid at 2-8. and eight. You get matched up with UAB. I'll be the first to tell you. I don't give a, a rat's you-know-what about UAB. But they were the Conference USA champion. You accepted a bowl game on Sunday. Sunday. You decided on Tuesday that you weren't going to play. Two days later. And this is on you, Ray Tanner. The athletic director. You accepted the bowl berth. And you're going to say on Tuesday it's because of your COVID results. That ain't what happened. And you got the national media running around here on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN+, whatever they want to call it. 
saying that that was the the reason was your players quit on your interim coach, and they know at two and eight they're not good enough. But you want to know why you accepted that bid for money for the SEC? I'm fine with it, but that's a disservice. It's going to be a number of good bowl matchups throughout this year, and I'm good with it. But there's also a number of teams that don't deserve it. Quite frankly, ULL, I don't give a rip about them, but they deserve a better matchup than playing UTSA. Liberty, Coastal Carolina, good matchup. Oklahoma State and the U, I like it. Iowa and Missouri, I like it. Florida, Oklahoma, I like it. Nobody wants to watch Tulsa play Mississippi State. Nobody wants to watch Ball State and San Jose State in the Arizona Bowl. Oh, and then you don't even get a berth for Army. Nine and two, and you can't find a spot for them because two and eight South Carolina says they're going to go play in the Gasparilla Bowl. Three and seven Arkansas. Yeah, they were a good story back in September. They're not any good. I am excited to watch Ole Miss play that Indiana defense. Bet Kiffin can find a way to score. Anyway, that's my rant on college football, the playoff, and the bowl landscape in 2020. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout of the night. When we come back, we're going to put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, 99.3 FM. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. DQ fans know everything's better with bacon, and now that includes the fan-favorite $6 meal deal with a bacon cheeseburger plus a refreshing Coke, fries, and a sundae. It's ready to be your next flavor time fill-up. It's all for just 6 bucks, and it's available all day long. So when the hunger hits, you can start mealing, dealing, shaking, and bacon. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. 
O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. It is time to put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, flying solo tonight inside the Sports Talk 99.3 FM studio. Of course, we hope old Bow Week back is back next week. I want to thank all of you for listening. Been a number of good calls, number of good texts on the Fairway Carts hotline. Get us here in the final segment. Numbers 888-993-7762. Of course, Louisiana Tech, Georgia Southern, 2 p.m. kickoff tomorrow afternoon on ESPN in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. This will be Louisiana Tech's second time to play in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Defeated Arkansas State, 47-28 back in 2015. Of course, um, Jeff Driscoll, final game as a Bulldog for the Florida transfer, 458 yards passing in that game. Elsewhere in Conference USA, in terms of bowl matchups, got Memphis and Florida Atlantic tomorrow night down in Montgomery on Friday uh, actually, on Christmas, it's crazy as this is, we rarely see Christmas Day matchups. Marshall and Buffalo also got ULL and UTSA on Saturday, December 26th. Western Kentucky and Georgia State also on Saturday as well. I doubt anyone will watch that game because, well, let's be honest, Western Kentucky is quite terrible. So, that kind of wraps up things. Of course, UAB had their game with South Carolina canceled, like I mentioned. Real quick update on the Duncan Dogs in Monroe. Eric Conkle's squad leads ULM 34-32 at the break. So let's get into it. Louisiana Tech, Georgia Southern, like I said, 2 p.m. kickoff ESPN, RNL, New Carolina. New Orleans Bowl, RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. For some reason, I can't get that right. Georgia Southern favored by five and a half over or under set at 48 and a half. So expected to be a low scoring affair. Well, real quick, let's go right to the Fairway Carts hotline. Good pal Sutton. Sutton, we got just a couple minutes. Um, I'm sure you're calling in to talk some fantasy football, so let me hear it. Well, I just wanted to see how you were feeling before the big the big game this weekend. You know, I'm sure our listeners, or your listeners, however, my former listeners, I miss I miss the old BTB days. Uh, I'm sure they know what's at stake. So I, I haven't been listening to the show so far tonight, so I'm not sure if you've touched on it. But I just want to see how you're feeling prior to the big game. I have not. I have not touched on it. Of course, I'm in the last place matchup for the fantasy football championship. If I lose, I got 24 hours at Waffle House. Thankful to say, picked up an 11 point win in week two, week one of the 
week one of this crap bowl. Uh, hopefully I can uh, figure out a way to lose by less than 11 this week. I guess when you're 1-13, and 13, you're just looking to lose by a little bit. Yeah, you, you put up 140, Burger. You hadn't done that all year. First, te- first player on your team to score 30-plus points this week. Love Jalen Hurts. That was big. Love Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, my bad. It was Jalen Hurts. Uh, well, here's my here's my question for you. Uh, could we possibly – I know BTB radio football season is winding down, but we got basketball season. Could we possibly do a show broadcast from Waffle House. We'll try. We'll see. Probably probably uh, don't want people watching me stuff my face with uh, blueberry syrup, quite honestly. I don't think you're going to have uh, many waffles uh, put away. I think you're going to be there for quite a long time. I might. You, uh, hey, I just want to tell, dad... tell you, congrats on making the championship. That's what I was going to say. Is we? I wanted to, to kind of get perspective here, you know, I did make the championship. I am uh, going for my second league title. I'd be the first team in league history to win two yeah, cool. rings. Cool. Uh, and uh, so I wanted to get a little perspective, someone from the top and then someone at the bottom. So uh, so tell me what it's like being down there because I really don't know. Well, I'm going to have to let you go because we got, we got to get out of here in a hurry, but I'm happy for you. All right, is that what you wanted to hear? As I did wanted to hear you tell me that uh, that I am your father. All righty. We'll see you. Thanks for the call. So you get into this Georgia Southern, Louisiana Tech, like I said, Georgia Southern, the Eagles favored by five and a half, over under set at 48 and a half. Uh, big keys to the game. Here we go. Louisiana Tech got to protect its quarterback, uh, got to get some resemblance of a run game going. Aaron Allen, can you play within the offense, get the ball to your playmakers, Isaiah Graham, Smoke Harris, Griffin Bear. Let them do what they can do at the receiver position. Defensively for the Bulldogs, hey, assignment, sound, football. Play your man, run to the football when you figure where it's out, where it's at to slow down the Georgia Southern triple option attack. All right, it's, it, it's prediction time, Tapes. What you got for us? 